At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up? Welcome in. You heard it. Humans and myself here for the next 60 minutes. we got a lot to go over here in the next hour. So we dive right in, Matt. We're going to have a lot to get to. Road dogs barking. Big news in the National Football League injury-wise. But a quick look back at what was because the Green Bay Packers, of course, get a win over the Lions 35-17. to I was telling Matt Santos, our producer, right before he came on the air, even with the drama of the massive parlay hanging out there and the Lions being up early, I found it a relatively boring game. I, I, th- you, I think you could see that the Green Bay Packers just weren't firing on all cylinders, and eventually you would see this offense kind of click and come to life. And sure enough, in the second half, 21 to nothing shutout for the Green Bay Packers, five drives for the Lions, four turnovers on, on or see, yeah, four turnovers in that regard, two of them on downs, two of them classic turnovers. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers bounce back in a pretty big way. Lions were feisty in the first half, yeah. right? They're, they're up 14-10, or excuse me, 17-14 at the half. And it looked like uh, maybe they came to play last night, but typical of the Lions, they they found a way to screw it up. And like you said, the comedy of errors in the second half, and uh, that's that's why I don't bet bad teams like that in Detroit. And I know a lot of guys were saying, oh, there's value in taking the points against the Packers last night. Uh, I, I said yesterday on the show, I can find better things to do with my money. And uh, uh, the Lions are not going to be uh, on my short list anytime soon, JVT. Mm-hmm. It's a poorly coached team. Jared Goff is still a, a turnover-prone quarterback. Even though I think the Lions have upgraded the talent on the roster, it's not a team I'm going to be betting. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, not surprised he bounced back a little bit last night. And he had some motivation, obviously, after uh, 
very poor performance in week one and all the criticism he took. I figured he would bounce back and play well last night, but hey, that's easy to do against the Detroit Lions. Yep. You know, when you play some of the better defenses on the schedule over the long haul, is Rodgers going to stay engaged? Is he going to stay enthused about this season? Hopefully that's the case for the Packers, but last night uh, I was not surprised by anything really that happened in that game. Rodgers, 22 for 27, 255, four TDs, uh, no picks, and he was good like I thought he was going to be. I don't know if you saw the NFL Today Show on CBS on Sunday morning. I don't watch the pregame shows, but I read the transcript of some of the criticism that Rodgers was Mm -hmm. taking from uh, Nate Burleson, Bill Cowher, and uh, the entire crew. And I think that was part of what motivated him going into uh, last night. Uh, he was taking criticism from a lot of angles. Yeah, and uh, he he put voice to it as well as yesterday, saying, quote, there are so many overreactions that happen from a week-to-week basis, so it's nice to come out, have a good performance, get the trolls off of our back at least a week. People like to say a lot of bull. I won't say it. And it's nice to come back in here after a game like that. A lot of bull what? Yeah. Bull spit. Trolls off our back. Hey, when you get beat 38-3 to in the season opener and you look like you don't care, yes, you're going to get criticized. He's, yeah. he's too sensitive, and uh, I think a lot of people have soured on his attitude. It's uh, I, What's that? Well, I just think there is, at some point, you have to realize after what the offseason that just was, and then you come out in week one and that happens, that's probably going to be the first conclusion that people right. come to. So he's they, upset by the trolls and the BS. Right. Hey, you spent the entire offseason being a drama queen. <laughs> right. You didn't show up in week one. Yeah, you're going to catch some criticism, so shut the hell up. I, I think Aaron Rodgers' act is uh, worn thin on a lot of people, even a lot of Packers fans. Tell them. Uh, we did see, and that, that was uh, one of the more popular plays uh, I'm reported out there on social media, Aaron Rodgers uh, over the two-and-a-half touchdowns and a win. Uh, over at certain spots like DraftKings uh, was a popular play. He gets over that mark. Aaron Jones, big fantasy performance, the four total touchdowns, but not surprising there. And I'll say this going forward for both of these teams, right? So as we look ahead to what next week will bring for both of them, because you mentioned this, right? Lions, and I agree, are not going to be on the short list anytime soon. The only cover, there's only two games, the only cover they have was a ridiculous come in from the back door Gross. after the 49ers allowed them that, to that come back in. That doesn't even count. That right. luck. But I do think that something what's what is interesting about the Lions is they have at least shown to have a semblance of like an average offense, maybe to above average mm-hmm. offense, right? And so we have seen both games that they have played in go well over the total. And so I wonder if that is an angle for a team that is abhorrent defensively, has a very bad secondary, if this is a trend that is going to continue. And I find it interesting because the market for next week when they take on Baltimore has actually moved off of the number to the under. It opened 50. Yeah. You're down to 49 and a half of 49 in some spots. But I do wonder if that is going to be the angle for this Lions team as they move forward. An adequate offense to at least put some points on the board and then a defense that is going to allow teams to score at will. I think that's uh, probably the case, basically because the defense is going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Last night, the offense put up 17 points. Should have put up more, obviously, the turnovers. Week one, I think that 33-point total was very deceiving because of the garbage points scored at the end of the game. So I think the Lions probably could be an over team, to your point. At, at, at the same time, that has a lot to do with their defense being bad. Yep. I, when you look back, it's it's kind of mind-boggling to me how, how the guys who run a, an NFL franchise can be so clueless. And incompetent. Okay. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, who ran the Lions for the last uh, few years, completely, uh, completely spoiled this uh, this roster. And when you think about the the draft two years ago, they have the third pick, third pick in the draft. You do not take a cornerback with the third pick unless he's Deion Sanders. 
Yeah. Well, you and I talked about this leading up to that draft. There's no way you take a corner with a third pick. You got to take an impact player, a quarterback. Justin Herbert's out there on the board. Mm-hmm. And they take Jeff Okuda, cornerback from Ohio State. He's not Deion Sanders. I watched him play in the Big Ten. You can't draft him number three. They, they could have had Okuda at the eighth pick and traded down, and they completely screwed that up, and they're paying for it now. You look at that pass defense last night. Yep. Horrific in the secondary. Okuda's out with a, a blown Achilles, and uh, he's out for the year. But even before that, he was uh, looking like a bust. So it's... It's uh, a fish rots from the head down, and that's what happens to NFL franchises is uh, when you make poor decisions at the top, it trickles down to the field, and that's what you see with the Lions. And that's why when we talk each week about best bets, and I know there are guys who like to play ugly underdogs, you're not going to see teams like the Lions or the Jaguars on my list. It's not going to happen. Yeah, the, no pass rush for Detroit moving forward, too. That's going to be something to watch. How about this slide from last night? Aaron Rodgers uh, kept clean on 22 of his 33 dropbacks. He was 19 of 20. 212 yards, four touchdowns, had two big-time throws, didn't commit a single turnover-worthy play. Just uh-huh. absolutely picked them apart. Well, yeah, the Lions have a lot of rebuilding to do. I did like the Panay Sewell draft pick, but again, he's a, a rookie offensive lineman who's going to make some mistakes. You saw him make, make a couple last night. So I think the Lions, Jags, who else would you put in that class? I mean, a lot of people would throw the Texans in there. I, I think, think now that Tyrod Taylor's hurt, I would put him in right. there. If Tyrod Taylor's a quarterback, I think the Texans are bettable. I, I really look at the Lions and Jaguars as teams like I can't even consider betting at this uh, point. Lions, Jaguars, Bears? Oh, my. Maybe with the. Ah, you like that? Well, I did reference. bet the Bears last week. Uh, maybe you with Justin too. Fields, though. Yeah, I did. did maybe too. with Justin yeah. Fields, though. Only remember. because they were two point home favorites against Twitter the tells me he's like three, four, five, six points better than Andy Dalton, though. Uh, all right. And last note on, on these teams as we move forward, too, because the Green Bay Packers have a really fascinating matchup. A team that has had their number in recent years, the San Francisco 49ers. They got to go to San Francisco to take on them. Uh, this one right now, three and a half across the board with a total of 49 and a half. And this has been my thing with the Green Bay Packers the last couple of years. The San Francisco 49ers have exploited this in a big way. This is still a team that struggles to stop opponent running games. Even yesterday, you know, the Lions kind of abandoned the running game, but DeAndre Swift, solid clip right on the ground. Jared Goff actually burned him quite a bit on the scrambles. Those aren't designed runs, though. They have had trouble with, like, authentic, sophisticated Ground games. And Jared Goff scrambling for 26 yards is <laughs> not going to be a reliable source of offense. <laughs> no, it's not. But he did average 11 and a half yards a clip. So, uh, but that's going to be fascinating because Green Bay, from a defensive standpoint, has had a lot of issues with San Francisco, and that's not changing anytime soon. So we'll see what the market does with that. But again, three and a half with a total of 49 and a half across the board. Yeah, I actually I, I saw some fours out there last mm-hmm. night, and I thought I might actually take the bait on the Packers plus four because I, I felt like the 49ers, and you you were on the I'm right side really with yep. the Eagles on Sunday. I thought they were outplayed for long stretches in that game uh, by the Eagles. They're not playing at the highest level right now. I don't think they're getting great quarterback play. they got running backs who are banged up. They have injury issues, not as bad as they had last year, but it's not a bad time to be catching the 49ers. I don't think the Packers are going to be completely outclassed in this uh, matchup like they have the past couple times. Yep, and, and that too, by the way, one of the things, you get like again, that has bothered me about Green Bay, again, for Garrett, Jared Goff yesterday, 27 of his 39 dropbacks kept clean, no pressure. Yeah. You're going to have to be able to get after Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what the Eagles did in the first quarter, first half, all over Jimmy Garoppolo and destroying that offensive mm-hmm. line. Uh, the Packers have not been able to do that through two games now in terms of uh, generating a solid pass rush. So with that, uh, as we move forward, news of the day, and there's a lot to get to here both in college and pro, but I think the big news uh, that came out about, what, an hour ago or so is that Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a left pectoral injury, mm-hmm. it's according to Mike Tomlin. So we don't, we have him now and is now questionable for this coming uh, weekend. That is, of course, a matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. So this is what I think is pretty fascinating. 
because uh, I think there will, if Ben Roethlisberger's ruled out, there's going to be a, a reaction in the market that he is worth something, whatever it is, to the point spread. <laughs> and we'll see a Steelers team that is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, maybe down to like four, three-and-a-half, whatever it's going to be. I if think he's, we're seeing three-and-a-halfs already. I, we're seeing three-and-a-halfs already? Yeah. So here's the thing. I will ask you this question. If I told you that the quarterback who right now, by some metrics, is the 28th best quarterback in the league through two weeks, is he worth a point to the point spread? Uh, it just depends who his backup is. Mm-hmm. Because his backup might be the 70th best quarterback in the league. Who knows? <laughs> and that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, right now on the Steelers' depth chart, I believe the primary backup, I'm going to double-check this, uh, the primary backup right now is Mason Rudolph still. They still have Dwayne Rudolph Haskins. Is, Rudolph is still hanging on to yeah. the backup job. We're talking Dwayne Haskins might have a chance to beat him out in the camp, but he didn't do it in the preseason. I, I don't like Mason Rudolph. I, I'm actually looking at the Bengals here. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's yeah, it's not much of a difference in quarterback, whether it's Big Ben or Mason Rudolph, because Big Ben uh, just doesn't have it right now. And that offense has got a lot of problems. Mason offensive Rudolph, line is awful. Yeah, the thing that Big Ben can do is uh, he can av- he can avoid the pressure a lot of times and shrug off defenders and at least get to get rid of the ball. Mason Rudolph's going to be a sitting duck back there, mm-hmm. and uh, that might be one thing that makes Steelers' offense a little bit less effective. Uh, I I got to think the uh, the Bengals are live in this spot because the Steelers right now, if t- especially if T.J. Watt doesn't play, the Steelers got some guys banged up on defense as well. And uh, if they can't get the pressure on Joe Burrow, they didn't get a lot of pressure on Derek Carr. Yep. If they don't get it on Burrow, I think the Bengals are going to be able to move the ball. I'm kind of looking at the dog in this game. There was uh, there was positive news on T.J. Watt today. It looks like he might be able to give it a go. Nothing official yet. And I will just say this, that uh, even with the Roethlisberger news, I don't know if I've crossed the Steelers off just quite yet. It's a pretty good matchup really? for him. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit you more. You seem to too. hate the Steelers. Uh, I do. You've but been anti- I'm a big, Steelers every week. Big matchup guy. And that's not true. That's not true. I was on him in week one. All right, we'll come back. It's the edge. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, make this your make this football season your best sports betting season ever. How about that, JVT? Wow. That's a, a lofty goal. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits, plus full access to vcin.com, data and analysis. You get everything vcin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. That daily best bets email is uh, very valuable to a lot of people. I know it's very popular. Check it out. vcin.com slash subscribe. I like it. All right, so we did. Uh, there's a lot of news in the NFL today. One of which we just went over. If you're just joining us, Ben Roethlisberger uh, has questionable for this weekend potentially with a pectoral injury. It's his left pectoral, which is, I guess, kind of important. He throws with his right hand, so maybe he can fight through it. We'll see. Uh, also noted off the air, which is very true. It is not football season until Ben Roethlisberger gets injured. So mm-hmm. that is the case. We have seen the guy fight through uh, a lot in his career. I thought he threw a couple nice deep balls against the Raiders last week. He's, he still can uh, drop the ball in the basket 40, 50 yards down the field last week. He, he made a couple nice throws, but it's obvious that Steelers' offense has a lot of shortcomings. Right, and, and I'll be, to, to be quite fair to your point, right, his, if you go by like some standards like PFF, for example, his passing grade in week one is 38.2. Week two, it was 72.5. So he, he was better mm-hmm. last week. Um, but I do wonder what the offensive line, all of these things, right? It has to do with Ben Roethlisberger. There's a soft ground in between, but we'll see what that is going forward. And it's a lot, it's a lot about the matchup, too. That offensive line for Cincinnati is not much better if you look at a lot of the pressure numbers. And if you get T.J. Watt out there, there's still a chance that defense does enough for yeah. Pittsburgh. I'm still skeptical T.J. Watt's going to be out there. I know yeah. there's some positive news about that, but he's got a groin injury. And uh, if you if you play and aggravate that, you could be out another five uh, yeah. weeks. Why not just take the week off and make sure you get that thing healed? So I'm not sure it's smart for him to be out there. It's like week one when Andy Reid said, hey, Tyron Matthews has been cleared to play, but let's just sit him out and make mm-hmm. sure that uh, he's good to go for week two. And sometimes that's a smart thing to do. I, if the Steelers miss T.J. Watt for a, an extended amount of time, that defense is really going to suffer. Uh, Tyron Matthew, too, uh, to your point, uh, looked pretty good he did on look Sunday good, night yes. <laughs> against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, all right, with that, the other news of the day, of course, is that Tyrod Taylor officially, yeah, his official designation is week to week with that hamstring injury. Not very good for a Texans team that looked like it was going to be relatively feisty right, with Tyrod Taylor. Again, uh, Tyrod tying that game up right before halftime against the Cleveland Browns with a scramble that ultimately led to an end zone, uh, a run into the end zone. But everything falls off after that when Davis Mills takes over. So Davis Mills is going to be the guy here for the Houston Texans on Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers. So we put this together, and I think a lot of people see the top. Well, it's preseason statistics. Here's the thing, and I think you would agree with this, humans. 
If you're good in the preseason, it doesn't really mean much. It doesn't mean anything. But if you're bad in the preseason, I think it means quite a bit. <laughs> and Davis Mills was not very good in the preseason. A PFF passing grade of 45.5, completed just 47.7% of his passes, 5.1 yards per <laughs> attempt, threw two touchdowns to four interceptions, committed, over, uh, committed a turnover-worthy play on 6.6% of his dropbacks. Those are all abhorrent numbers. And now... You're taking on a Carolina Panthers defense that I've been impressed with has been absolutely great. Who this team, by the way, has been investing in that defense year after year over the last two seasons, drafting every single player, right? in that draft a couple of years ago on the defensive side, developing that end of the ball. And now they're game planning for you. And this is, I think going to be a problem. I would not be surprised as you look at right now for Thursday night, Houston catching seven and a half. I mean, how is this not getting to like eight, eight and a half for some teaser protection? Because this is going to be one of the more popular teaser legs, Carolina on seven and a half. Yeah, I think it will get up to eight. And uh, like you said, maybe eight and a half by kickoff. It's just not a lot of people pay attention to a Thursday night game like this early in the week, especially when it's a low profile game. The, Wait, this is high the, profile. We'll the the public here. is not out here betting the Panthers and Texans on Monday and Tuesday. Many all, the money all spends the same if you win it, right? Let's go. I'm just telling you how the public bets. And they're not going to bet this game until. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and mostly Thursday, they'll show up with the book on Thursday. So give me the Panthers on a teaser with the Browns, <laughs> right? Yeah. Panthers, Browns, teaser uh, for this week. Okay, so one thing about uh, Davis Mills, he was a third-round draft pick. He was not supposed to play this year. They drafted him as insurance because they knew the Deshaun Watson situation could get ugly. Right. Um, he's not ready to play, and that's obvious. And I think the Panthers' defense has looked really good in the first couple weeks now. The first week they picked on Zach Wilson and the Jets, which is like uh, which is like beating up your little brother, right? Okay. You don't get much credit for that. Right. Last week, I think they did a really good job against Jameis Winston, who uh, I think you had winning the MVP after the first week. Uh, me? Of course. A lot of people did. Uh, Winston had five touchdowns in the first week. Last week, threw for 111 yards, picked off twice. He was not sacked in week one, sacked four times last week, but... You know, talking about how the the Lions have screwed up building their roster, I think the Panthers and Matt Rule are doing it the right way. Yep, uh, really building that defense and uh, uh, building the roster uh, to rebuild this thing within a couple of years. That's one reason I like the Panthers over their run total of seven and a half this year. The other reason was their schedule is really soft in the first half, and they got a chance to win a lot of games early and build some confidence. And Sam Darnold and these guys are going to believe, hey, we're a good team. We can win. And that's a big key to overachieving is winning games early in the season and gaining confidence. And that's what the Panthers are going to be here. But you're right. Uh, almost every teaser that comes in that's put in by Thursday is going to have the Panthers on it uh, this week. I was a little bit surprised maybe this number didn't open a little bit higher because if Tyrod Taylor's out, who's going to want to bet the Texans? Well, and so that's kind of my question. Look, I get it, right? Panthers-Texans is not a great game. It's a, it's a Thursday night game. Your point is absolutely correct where it's not going to get bet until we get to Thursday, right? But you and I, I think we're in agreement on the fact that there is a difference between Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills difference. from a point spread There's perspective. There's a big difference. And for this I number think it's not bigger to than budge. most people think. Right. Yeah. And for this number not to budge with the news that Tyrod Taylor is not going right. to play, it is, it is surprising to say the least. I think there's like a three-point difference between the quarterbacks. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah, might be more. Yep. <laughs> Given what we've seen from Davis Mills, you're right. It might be more. And you talked about the preseason. Yeah, Justin Fields looked good at times for the Bears in the preseason. But nobody was blitzing him. There were no right. complex coverage schemes he had to deal with. He was just running around making plays. Yep. And that's what the preseason's about a lot of times. And then you saw uh, Sunday against the Bengals. 
uh, Justin Fields got confused. He threw a ball straight to a linebacker. Yep. You know, that's that's the difference between the preseason and the regular season. And Davis Mills is not going to look good in this game, I would think. And, and really quickly, uh, because we were talking about this and we wanted to get to this too. So yesterday we get the news that uh, Derek Carr was going to be questionable yeah. for this weekend. From John Gruden, uh, availability with media late yesterday, uh, early today, excuse me. A quarterback Derek Carr underwent an MRI yesterday. He's questionable for Sunday, but quote, I think he's going to be able to play. Okay. So Derek Carr... Probably going to be out there. We're seeing these three and a halfs across the board. We haven't gotten a designation on Tua Tungabailoa other than he's day-to-day with bruised ribs, mm-hmm. which is good for Miami because bruised ribs obviously can come back from sooner than cracked or broken ribs. Um, so numbers status quo across the board at three and a half. But I'll say this. If it's Jacoby Brissett, I think the Raiders might be the side yet again here this coming weekend because I think we're getting Carr out there, and this is a really mm-hmm. good offense. Yeah, I fully expect Carr to be on there. That's uh, what I wrote about for Point Spread Weekly uh, as it's going to be our cover story this week for the magazine. Nice. Uh, tomorrow, uh, talking about the 7-3 and 2-0 and teams. And uh, the Raiders are only one of those seven teams being underdog in its uh, first two games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the one thing that could derail this Raiders season, are you talking about are the Raiders for real? A Derek Carr injury for the long term would be a big problem. For this team, because Nathan Peterman's not going to be able to step in and win games. Right, he's not. I mean, the big thing is Marcus Mariota is injured too. He's out for another like five weeks, yep. right? So I know there are a lot of people who say, "Well, Peterman looked good in the preseason." To follow up on your point about Davis Mills, right. that doesn't mean anything. Peter Peterman is not going to be able to step in in a regular season and win. If he, he had to start this game for the Raiders, I'd be all over the Dolphins. I don't care who the Dolphins have a quarterback. Also, even if it was under, me, huh? Even if it was me. Well, I thought Jacoby Brissett or Tua. I think Jacoby Brissett could beat the Raiders if Nathan Peterman's a quarterback. Yeah, But I fully expect Derek Carr to be the guy. He's missed two games because of, he's now in his eighth year. He's missed two games because of injury. He's a tough guy. He said Sunday, hey, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to play. I fully expect Derek Carr to be out there. I don't know what to make of the Dolphins quarterback situation because both guys stink, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. I think so. You, I came into the season – thinking I, I thought I was a little bit higher than most uh, on the Las Vegas Raiders, right, in terms of how I viewed them uh-huh. as a team. Uh, that's why I was on them each of the last two weeks, right, because I thought that they were a little bit better than the market was giving them credit for. Yeah, you, did. you were on the Raiders last week. And, and, and I do think that uh, I've upgraded them a little bit, and we're talking about, again, like uh, not that much of a difference. And I, I, at this point, again, like you said, if it's Jacoby Brissett, I, I do think that the Raiders are the better team. And if you're floating around that three-and-a-half mark, which is not that much respect on your home field against the Dolphins, uh, I would think that maybe this should be more in the range of four and a half. But, again, we don't know what's going to happen with Tua. Uh, no, even if Tua plays, I, I kind of still like the Raiders right. because I fully expect Derek Carr to be out there. Don't yep. you? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't I, think bet, I would bet today that Derek Carr is going to start that game. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, much doubt in that regard. So the Dolphins, of course, uh, a road underdog in this spot. It, later in the program, we're going to talk a little bit about road underdogs because it's been a long time now that road underdogs have, have been actually pretty feisty. And I don't think it's so much, hey, let's start betting road underdogs every single time. But I, I think it's part of a larger conversation. you got to pick your spots. You don't bet the Lions right, at right. Rambo Field. But I think it's a larger conversation around home field, right? We tend right. to always go with the traditional three. I don't think that's the case anymore. It kind of goes back to my point yesterday, which is it's not that hard to travel from west to east anymore, and it's not that hard to go on the road anymore for a lot hey, of Hey, JVT, if you do the numbers this season, yeah. home field advantage is worth about one point. Hey, man, we'll do the numbers tomorrow, huh? We're going to introduce a new benchmark. On the other side, got a lot of news of college football to hit on. We also have history in Major League Baseball. we got to talk about that when we come back.
This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got a lot to get to here uh, on The Edge. A lot of history being made lately. All right, a lot of history, including we're going to talk about Major League Baseball for like two minutes, okay? John Glayton, like, sat up really quick. He's like, what's happening? Salvador Perez. So Kansas City, the Royals, they've got nothing really to play for. Uh, but last night, solid performance, 7-2 to win over the Tribe. Big story, though, is that Sal Perez homered in the fifth inning. Yeah. His 46th of the year. From ESPN Stats and Info, Matt Humans. Salvador Perez hit his 46th home run of the season on Monday. That passed Johnny Bench in 1970 for the most by a primary catcher in a single season in Major League Baseball Yeah, I'm going to guess that uh, you didn't even know Johnny Bench was a baseball player. You just thought that he was a guy from the Blue Emu commercials. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. But I do okay. know Johnny Bench only because is that not uh, <laughs> the, there's the commercial now where it's like, hey, Johnny, do you still do the things with the baseball? He's like, I don't do that anymore. I think that's the Blue Emu commercial. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, it gets right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I barely pay attention. <laughs> he was the greatest catcher. Of uh, my youth, he, he was uh, every catcher was uh, judged by Johnny Bench. He was a benchmark. Let's put it that way, oh, JVT. Uh, but Salvador Perez, the reason why we're talking about this right now, the night of the Westgate Superbook Golf Tournament, I think it was August 28th, mm-hmm. that was the night Shohei Otani got hit by a pitch on his hand. You remember that? Correct, yes. And at that point, Salvador Perez was about five homers behind Shohei. And uh, I looked it up at William Hill. At that point, that night, uh, you could have had Salvador Perez at forty to one odds to win the home run title, which uh, we may have may may not bet. I don't have a William Hill account, but somebody put the bet in for us that okay. night. So we got Salvador Perez at forty to one odds to win the home run title, and he hit his forty six last night. So he's closed the gap. Shohei has slowed down, and uh, I think it's predictable that Shohei was going to slow down because you look at the lineup. He's got no protection. None. It's Shohei Otani, Jared Walsh, and seven minor leaguers in the Angels lineup right now. And uh, By the way, that's why he's MVP, but continue. No, it is. <laughs> There's no question he's MVP. 100% Shohei's MVP. If you argue otherwise, you're an idiot. Okay? We'll talk about that later in the week, maybe. Or next week. But uh, I'm, I'm starting to get so annoyed by people who are making arguments that Shohei should not be MVP and it should be Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. If you have a shred of intelligence... You know that's not the case. It's Shohei 100%. But Salvador Perez could win this home run title, and he was 40-1 to odds three weeks ago. So that would be a significant hit. I know some people who bet it. Uh, He is tied, yeah, for the league lead right now, 46 with Vlad Guerrero. Otani, as you said, trailed off. He is two behind the lead right now. Shohei hit one last night. Were you watching the game? uh, Hit a bomb to center. Caught about two feet from the wall. But he just... uh, He's like a lone wolf in that Angels lineup. He's, he's got nobody out there with him. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, those guys bailed on the season. Yep. So it is tough at this point right now for uh, Shohei, but he is going to be the most valuable player. But Salvador Perez in this home run title is going to be pretty fascinating moving down the stretch. Uh, by the way, also, uh, we'll talk about it. I was, I was going to get into the fact that uh, there's also the fourth leading home run leader uh, in that Toronto Blue Jays lineup as well. Vlad sure. Guerrero has a lot of protections. The Blue Jays have five guys who've hit more than 25 homers. It's ridiculous. Right? Well, that's yeah. great. Absolutely incredible. All right. So that's out of the way. Major League Baseball history. Home run, uh, the home run race is going to be absolutely fascinating. But I wanted to get some news in college football because there's a lot going on, actually. Um, we got suspensions. We've got injuries. We've got transfer portals. We've got COVID positive tests. So let's start with this. It's not a massive matchup, but it's interesting nonetheless. Uh, news today that both starting corners for Rutgers were suspended after a paintball incident. Mm-hmm. Rutgers, of course, is going to be on the road 
taking on Michigan. So this is a pretty decent Big Ten matchup. Rutgers, of course, has improved greatly uh, over the last couple of seasons. So now you're looking at this Rutgers on the road catching upwards of 20, 20 and a half with a total of 49 and a half. It's not going to be great if your two starting corners aren't going to be out there either. Yeah, that's bad news because that, that number has ticked up a little bit. And I wondered why. And I saw that news about the Rutgers corners. And uh, it's, uh, why would you even be playing paintball? I mean, paintball's fun, but. Come on. Oh, no, hold on. This is ridiculous. You've never played paint. You it's you get to shoot people. Like that's it's great without the, you know, bad stuff. Without the I mean, isn't paintball something you play in like junior high or high school? Don't shouldn't I mean, you give these that are, these are guys that are just fresh out of high no, school. You're in like college. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing this when you're in college, should you? Yeah. Huh? Anyway. Now it does sound like it was more than paintball, by the way, because they were arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there was a little bit more than that. That's a setback for Rutgers because mm-hmm. Michigan's playing really well right now. I thought Rutgers might be able to, uh, and they still might. The Scarlet Knights still might put up a fight and hang in this game. I, I thought the point spread was a little bit high when I when I saw it tick up to twenty. Yeah, and look, this—I mean, this is a Michigan team that we know how they're going to play too, anyway, right? It's not like they're going to be spreading it out and bombing you downfield and picking apart your secondary. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's a new guy. This year. <laughs> it's going to be like twenty fullbacks and uh, six tight ends, and they're just going to be running the ball. So uh, maybe, like you said, you can overcome a loss like this. Now, Clemson, Clemson's in an interesting spot because their problems have all been offensively. The, the, this offense is stuck in the mud. Uh, there is real no dynamic passing attack whatsoever. Uh, there are criticisms, and rightfully so, of a wide receiving core that's just a bunch of six-four guys who are really big, but not maybe a lot of speed. So that has something to do with it. DJ Uyangalele doesn't look comfortable there either. Uh, but there is news here that defensive tackle Tyler Davis done for multiple weeks with an injury and their backfield, which is already kind of thin and without a lot of experience is short one guy now for the rest of the season as Lynn J. Dixon has left the program and enters the transfer portal. So uh, all of these things with Clemson already kind of in a bad spot. It was a weird spot against Georgia Tech, right? Lightning delay for multiple hours. You got to come back. You got to finish that game. Yeah. Regardless, the level of talent you should be able to handle like that uh, with relative ease. You're a 10-point favorite on the road against an NC State team that I think a lot of sharp betters in the market have quite a bit of respect for this season, yeah. and it's come off of that 12, which it opened. NC State played one poor game, but so far I think the Wolfpack look like they should be live dogs in this game against Clemson because the Tigers can't get any offense going. This, this news on these two players really, um, I think, has no impact on the team. Clemson has a ton of depth, yeah. you know, just like Alabama, Ohio State. That stuff doesn't matter. The bigger issue here is what can uh, Dabo Swinney do to get this offense on track? Because we thought DJ was going to be a Heisman candidate, and he looks terrible yep. so far. So uh, I don't know. I, hopefully this is not the game Clemson gets things on track this week because I kind of like NC State in this spot. I have not bet it yet, but I'm looking at it. Tell you what, and like this is kind of a bigger picture thing, uh, but we watched that first matchup right between Clemson and Georgia. And it was like, wow, that Georgia defense is incredible. <laughs> they're they're and, and look, they're probably still pretty good. It is pretty good defense. But it is. But like you, you, a, you watch yeah, Clemson these realize, last few weeks yeah. and you're like, huh, like maybe that has a lot to do with Clemson. <laughs> right. right. So again, big picture. I have a feeling if uh, the Georgia defense face Alabama, they're not going to hold Alabama to 10 points. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, it's not going to happen. Although again, we just, uh, Alabama looked human against Florida and that, and their offensive line kind of got beat up by Florida's front seven. So uh, that Georgia, that they Georgia still put up thirty-one front. points, yeah, yep. in the swamp. Now I do have bad news for you. 
I know, yeah, you're, not, bad news. Yeah, I know is... you're not entirely happy about this one. Uh, although we did see a couple weeks ago, Lane Kiffin went down right with a positive COVID test and Ole Miss took care of business. But Western Michigan coach Tim Lester has tested positive for COVID. Looks like he is not going to be on the sideline this weekend for a matchup against San Jose State. It's a tough matchup for the Spartans. We don't know who's going to take overhead coaching duties, but not the best for a Western Michigan team is a two and a half point favorite at home against the reigning, defending Mountain West champs. Yeah, two and a half for three point favorite. Yep. And, uh, all three points across the board, yep. Western Michigan looked like it was in a great spot here against San Jose. The Spartans played in Honolulu on a late Saturday night, really sloppy performance. And uh, now they got to travel to Michigan to play this game against the Broncos, who are off a big win at, uh, at Pittsburgh, 44-41. Uh, to 41. I, I, like, I like the Broncos a lot in this spot. First of all, they're, they're getting great quarterback play right now by Ellaby. And uh, I, I know that San Jose's, actually, if you look at uh, the quarterback's performance against Hawaii Saturday night, you would say, well, he didn't play that well, Nick Starkle. What was he, 23 for 50? But I said, as I said yesterday, there were at least 10 drops by the wide receivers and running backs in that game. So he played much better than it looked. It was just a really distracted, uh, sloppy performance by San Jose State. And when you have to make that trip from Hawaii to Michigan to play a really good Western Michigan team, I thought that number was cheap when it opened uh, right around pick. And it was uh, about to two, two and a half right away. Now it's up to three. I hate to see that Western Michigan is going to be without its head coach but I'm going to stick with uh, the Broncos on the bet. And the last bit of news here, and this is, I think, somewhat important. It's a starter for LSU. Uh, Defensive end Andre Anthony is going to be done for the rest of the season with a knee injury, so that's a loss on a defensive front. And this is one where I'm kicking myself because the market moved pretty quick on this, missed out on the best of the numbers. Mississippi State's down to a a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this spot. It is a revenge game after Mississippi State beat them handily for the most part. Their offense was great last year against them. But I'm not big on this LSU team. I think there are issues with this offense, too. I think we talk about, right, comparing games and results. They didn't do much against UCLA. And we have seen what UCLA's defense did against Fresno State. Sure. And I'm just not high on Ed Orgeron and this team as a whole. So I think the market's got this right. But this is a pretty big blow for an LSU team that I think is a fragile road favorite. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I had to pick this game in a contest I'm in. And I, I took Mississippi State. But... You really don't know what you're going to get from Mike Leach's team on a yeah. week-to-week basis. So that's what bothers me about betting anything in Mississippi State. And also, uh, I don't think we talked about it yesterday, but Mississippi State got screwed by the officials yep. big time in the game at Memphis over the weekend. I don't know what sort of impact that would have, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think this LSU team is uh, a little bit overrated. I'm not sure they should be road favorites in this spot. And, uh, well, we'll find out. On Saturday, but I, I think if you force me to play it at this point, I would look at Mississippi State. Yeah, the moment that uh, humans is referencing the fact that there was a downed punt that was returned for and a And it touchdown. was downed, by the way. Uh, it was yeah. downed. With the official yeah. waving his arms. And there were two players with the same jersey number on the field, too. Uh, well, the I punt was it. down. It was. And the refs allowed the guy to pick it up and run it back 90 yards for a touchdown. Unbelievable incompetence. Best bets and a look at road dogs over the last three years in the National Football League next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new features give you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. A daily ritual for Matt Humans. What's that? Betting splits. No, not at all. I'll never look at them. But go to vcin.com, check it out. has got a lot of valuable information up there, a lot of good columns, and uh, we have a, a, a betting screen that's uh, valuable. I don't look at betting splits at all. Actually, I'm off to a very good start this season, JVT, and not once have I looked at betting splits. like it. Uh, a lot let's of different see. tools you can use to be a successful sports better, and a lot of tools you can throw out. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, speaking of betting, bets, all that stuff, uh, best bets for today, uh, nothing added to the card for me. Uh, there's a couple of plays. Uh, I was actually going to send in the Steelers today uh, as a play, but the news of Ben Roethlisberger, eh, I'm back up a little bit on that. Might not be done. Might not cross him off entirely. I see, I thought that with Big Ben being out that you wouldn't care. Uh, I do. It's T.J. Watt that it has me paused okay. a little bit here. Okay. So if I knew that TJ Watt was in, even if this injury with Ben Roethlisberger and the number coming down, it would be uh, added, but ultimately it is not. So for me, no change. Uh, TJ Watt's more important to me too, as far yeah. as handicapping that game. What do you got? Any addition? By the way, that yeah. Bears defense really picked on Joe Burrow last week. How about how about picks on three <laughs> straight passes? Yes, it was. And, uh, and still only one by three. How about still that? Still one by three points. <laughs> wow. I might not be betting on the Bears again for a while. What are you talking about? Justin Fields, four points better. Well, Bears minus two got there, but that was a sweat at the end. Yes. All right, so what do we have here for best bets? We're going to start with the NFL. Uh, I'll go Patriots minus three over Saints, and you and I are on the opening line show Sunday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, and I was really surprised that the Patriots opened two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Uh, The Saints have had a lot to deal with here early in the season. First of all, the hurricane forced them uh, to Texas to practice, and they don't have a home. They're, They're going from Jackson. They're going to Jacksonville. They go to Carolina, now they have to go to New England. They've had COVID issues. 
among the coaching staff. They've got mounting injury issues. A lot of things working against the Saints here early in the season. Bill Belichick trying to avoid losing back-to-back home games. And really, when you look at the uh, the Patriots, very strong in the offensive and defensive lines. The running game's been outstanding. I, I don't see many weaknesses mm-hmm. in the Patriots. I do see some weaknesses in the Saints because if you're going to catch them at any point this season, I think now's the best time to catch the Saints. Uh, they, uh, Like I said, they're a vagabond team with injury and COVID issues. And Jameis Winston still has some maturing to do within this offense. And, hey, the Saints didn't run the ball at all against the Panthers last week. I don't think they're going to be able to run it uh, that effectively against the the Patriots. I like the Patriots minus three over the Saints. And uh, I couldn't believe that two and a half was up there. I thought that was really cheap. Rams, Buccaneers. And uh, I'm going ahead and playing the Rams here because I think their pass offense can exploit the Patriots only, or the the, uh, Buccaneers Maybe only weakness, and that's uh, the fact that they are soft in the secondary. They're not going to be very good in coverage. And I'm surprised to see spots moving to Buccaneers minus one. I don't know if that's public money or what it is, but uh, I was ready to lay one with the Rams. And uh, last night I went ahead and bet the Rams plus one. Not that uh, we would see back-to-back Sunday night games land on one point, but you never know. By the way, I was going to say, we'll do more on this tomorrow, but this is now like a really good teaser lake to add as well. Are you talking about getting through key numbers? Rams at home plus one, get that up to a full touchdown two against Tampa sure. Bay. Or if you so, want to play a six and a half point teaser, bump it up to seven and a half. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But there's a lot of teaser legs, and that is now one uh, for the Rams at home if they're going to be an underdog. I'm surprised Rams are underdogs here. I think Matthew Stafford and that pass offense can exploit the Bucks' biggest weakness. And uh, yep. by the way, Tom Brady off to a great start. 44 years old, doesn't look like uh, he's lost anything. He looks about as sharp as ever. But the one way you can make Brady look bad is get pressure in his face, yep. pressure up the middle, and what can the Rams do with Aaron Donald? Get pressure up the middle. So, remember how bad they made Brady look in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? Michael Lombardi was so frustrated, he <laughs> stormed out of the studio halfway through the game, I think in uh, the third quarter. By the way, huh? they made this trip last year on Monday night with Jared Goff to yes. Tampa Bay yeah. and got that win, and that defense was a really big part of that. Uh-huh. So. so, yeah, I like the Rams here, plus one. Patriots minus three, Rams plus one. And I'll let you talk about the third game because I agree with you. The Vikings plus one and a half. I think the favorite will flip in this game by Sunday. Yeah, and I was actually surprised to see some twos pop up this morning on the screen uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. But those have started to trickle away and one and a half across the board. But I, look, we're going to have more on this Seahawks secondary. But it's in it's an issue for Seattle. And if you go back and you watch what Minnesota has offensively, what they were able to do in the running game, right? Against Arizona last week, that running game is still going to be consistent and strong. And I think when you look at this Seattle Seahawks team, struggled to stop Derrick Henry last weekend against the Tennessee Titans. They're going to struggle to stop Dalvin Cook. And you should see, I'm going to pull this up really quickly. Some of the numbers for Ryan Tannehill in that game, humans, when it came to play action, were absolutely incredible for the Tennessee Titans against the Seattle, uh, Seattle secondary. How about this? If you look at this, Ryan Tannehill on play action pass attempts was perfect, nine for nine. He nearly threw for 200 yards and had three big-time throws. He yeah. picked them apart. Oh, he did. And, and this is going to be a similar situation yeah, here. Derrick Henry ran over the Seahawks right. when their defense started to get tired in the second half, too. And I think that this is one where, again, this is just a Seattle team that's going to overvalue its name rather than substance. The Vikings should be favored. There's a lot of respect for Russell Wilson yeah. in the betting market because he can make plays and win games sometimes on his own. But Kirk Cousins is playing well. He's completed 71.6% of his passes. Dalvin Cook running for 96 yards per game. And uh, actually, this Vikings front seven is pretty good at uh, getting pressure on the quarterback and, and corralling a, uh, a mobile quarterback. I thought they did, even though Kyler Murray passed for 400 yards, 
they got him to the ground a few times, picked him off a couple times. Kyler Murray's going to get his yards through the air in that yeah. offense. Uh, I don't think the Vikings did a really bad job against Kyler Murray. So I think they can do a decent job against Russell Wilson. And it's a favorable situation. This is a Vikings team that, remember, opened the, it opens the season with back-to-back road games. Frustrating find, losses, right. too. Very frustrating. So they, they, I think they're going to be highly motivated. Yep, with two losses, essentially. Well, actually, yes, two losses by kicks, right? The overtime loss to Cincinnati, the loss in this kick last week. Coming back home for the first time, it's a favorable situation. And yeah. I, I just think that they should be favored here, you you know, there's not much separating these two teams, and you can give the Vikings land about a point, point and a half there. So Vikings are this close to being 2-0, and they're 0-2, mm-hmm. and I think the, those are the type of teams you want to bet on, especially coming home, because uh, the, they're, they're going to be motivated to get that monkey off their back and get a win this week. And like you said, the Seahawks to me look like uh, a team that's uh, got a lot of shortcomings on the defensive side of the football. Right. That's why I was one of the few people. Actually, almost everybody except for two uh, to pick the Seahawks to miss the postseason this year. I don't think I had the Seahawks in the playoffs. No, you today. didn't. Okay. Uh, out of all of our contributors for the NFL Guide, only two, and I think there was like twenty of us. So, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, anything else? That it? Is that that's the, it for, that's the it for NFL okay. right now. I've got a couple other. Th- Man, I tell you, I really wanted to bet the Eagles this week, but the injury issues are just tr- very troubling. Yep, offensive line, yeah. defensive line, two big guys uh, that are going to be potentially. Well, one we know is going to be missing time, and the other as well for the Philadelphia Eagles in that matchup Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. So some news in college football that we didn't get to a couple minutes ago that we should update. Uh, We have a switch at quarterback there for the Utah Utes who are off to a disappointing start this year. And one of the things you and I actually discussed this when we were on my guys in the desert a couple weeks ago, which was, you know, I thought Charlie Brewer was going to be a really big part of Utah. And Uh and it worried me a little bit that they were in a tight quarterback battle, him and rising right throughout training camp and late into spring. And even a week before you didn't know who was going to be the starting quarterback for Utah against Weber state. Well, Charlie Brewer's done, and it's not because of injury. He's, he's left the program. So the Utes are now going to move on from Charlie Brewer, and this is a, a relatively big deal because Brewer has been pretty disappointing to the first uh, He's been weeks. a flop. Yep. He's been a flop. For a guy who started that many games at Baylor as a grad transfer, I, that was a big part of uh, my preseason analysis on Utah being the, a team to bet to win the Pac-12 was Charlie Brewer who's going to make the difference. If you looked at Utah last year, the quarterback position was what – uh, pulled that team down into the abyss. And I, I, I really thought Utah was going to be the best team in the Pac-12 on the offensive and defensive lines. That hasn't been the case either. But Charlie Brewer's played really poorly. I've been disappointed in Kyle Whittingham here the first few games. It's a guy I've always thought highly of as a coach in the Pac-12. He's done a poor job. But Charlie Brewer's been a big disappointment. And uh, I think Utah might be better off without him now. Uh, but my season win total on Utah I've got six of them in college football. The only one not looking good is Utah, over eight and a half with two losses. And uh, that loss to San Diego State last week was a bad one with uh, Utah as a nine-point road favorite. But I think the Utes might actually start to play better and turn things around now that Charlie Brewer has left the team. Yep, and when you look at it, Cameron Rising, right, comes in a relief of Brewer against San Diego State. Former highly touted recruit who's who's got some ability. And uh, you're right, it, it was kind of surprising that Brewer did not win the job earlier in camp. Maybe that tells you something. Yep, and they're down 24-10. to 10. Rising comes in, and then boom, just like yeah. that, 14 points in the fourth quarter, forces overtime, and yep. they ultimately fall short. So uh, they're in pretty good hands. And we should know, too, Rising gives them something that Brewer does not. He is an athlete, and he is mobile. He can add a lot on the ground, so it develops your offense a little bit more. He had five attempts for 46 yards in a long run of 24 against San Diego State. So that's a pretty good uh, weapon to have. It might, might make Utah a play on this week. Yeah. Uh, but this is a Utah team that really needs a win. And now with the uh, the quarterback switch, I think 
you might want to take a look at Utah and lay the points against Washington State. Well, we're up against it. I had all sorts of things planned. We we're going to look at uh, Heisman Trophy odds, uh, underdogs hey, on the road. We can do all that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do it all tomorrow. Or we can do it in the second hour. Uh, that's very true. Do <laughs> you think we'll uh, stormy? Just hold out for a second. Give us fifteen more minutes. No, my guys in the desert's coming up next. Uh, if you missed out on any part of this show, vcin.com slash podcast is where you want to go. Humans brought it up too. Tomorrow, Point Spread Weekly is out. We're going to unveil a new feature. Do the numbers here on the edge. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.